We've denied that we are vibrationally communicating for so long that we don't have a language sometimes for what is actually we're feeling. So if we don't have words, we often deny it. So that's why I say in my books and in every workshop, speak it out loud. Give your body permission to express. When you name it, you claim it. And it, it, and, and you can say, I have a choice. I can listen to this or not, but don't shove it. Because what happens when you shove it is you betray yourself. And that's when you get into this chaotic internal mess where I'm not listening to myself. So who am I gonna listen to? Hi. I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. I thought maybe I would start by telling you how I discovered your work. Um, okay. I was actually at, um, this is years ago, I was at Miraval. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Miraval, I but I was there. Oh, did you? And I had had some kind of a session. I don't remember what it was, but it was the first time really in my adult life that I'd ever thought or, or kind of heard about spiritual guides. And I, um, I grew up believing in guardian angels and believed in God and, you know, the things that protect us, but I'd never really thought of what a guide would be or how that might show up in our lives. And I was seeking, I was, I was, oh, I wish there was a book that I could read. I wish I could find something. And I had this instinct or this intuition that if I went to the bookstore at Miraval, that maybe there would be something. And on your or on the shelf, I found uh, one of your books, which sort of introduced me to this idea of guidance and listening and angels and all of it. So that was how I actually discovered your work. Yeah. So would you tell listeners a bit how you got to be where you are and kind of how this became your your modality of teaching? Well, I have always grown up in an environment that was really centered in the understanding that we have six senses. I also grew up, I went to a Catholic school. I grew up in a very, a very um, spiritual more than, than just strictly religious, but my mom was, I was a very matriarchal family. My mom was, a, when she was a child, she was caught up in an evacuation and in the war in World War II when she was 12. She was the second to youngest of 11 children. And during the evacuation, she got separated from her family. And with bombings and whatever, fast forward, she ended up in a German war camp. And her whole life got blown apart. She was, she had 
no family. She, she was in traumatized. Everybody was just so convinced we're going to die. And she said, an inner voice in me said, listen to me. I'll keep you safe. I'm your spirit. I will keep you safe. One of the things that happened in all the ordeal of that is she lost her hearing as well. So I grew up with a mother who had no hearing. And so long story short, her, she called that my spirit. My spirit said, don't listen to all this. Don't, don't let, there's more than this and I'll protect you. So she ended up through a series of events surviving the war. And at 15, she was emancipated with all the other uh, prisoners of war and was in a small town in Germany. And one day her spirit said to her, um, you know, that beautiful, handsome American soldier that just came to liberate this town, he's going to be your boyfriend. So she told her friends, they all lived in a barn. They, they said, we, nobody had anything. We, we scrounged for food. It was just desperation. But, and they laughed at her and said, have you looked at yourself lately? You, 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 you're wearing one, two pairs of army boots. You smell like a horse. Why would he? be interested. But one day she was in the, she was out gathering wood, which was how they would exchange things. And she found if she exchanged wood from the, with the local restaurant, they would maybe get an egg or two. So she's walking home with the wood in the rainstorm and this soldier comes driving by and she realized this is my moment. She starts smiling at him and he drove right by her in his motorcycle with the little sidecar and splattered her with mud head to toe. And she was so angry, she threw some piece of wood and clonked him in the head. And fast forward, that's my father. So they got married, long, big epic experience. She was only 15 and came to America, never found, had found her family, but she and had been, she had been traumatized and had illness in the war. She was deaf. So she had no family, no education, no language, no outside influences, just this inner guidance, but it, it took care of her, it saved her. It gave her the love of her life. So in my family growing up, we grew up with her telling us no matter what appears and no matter what you see and no matter how bad it is, always trust your spirit. It's the Holy Spirit in you and it will guide you. And don't listen with your ears to other people's fears because they give you bad information listen to your heart and listen with your whole body and she said she we called that trusting your vibes so i grew up in a family where that's what i was taught to listen to and it was not words it was energy it was listening to the feeling in my body in which way it was we being drawn or or, or repelled. And so, so that was normal. And until I went to school, I never gave it a second thought. It was when I started school about your daughter's age and a little later, and I had a big family, there were seven kids. So I had a whole world that lived this way. But when I started school, it became obvious to me that this was not everybody's normal. And I really felt scared for people because I thought, how can you function? How can you possibly be safe in the world without your inner compass? And, and knowing that we have, we have angels and guides and protectors that are looking over us and, and it's a real force, but we have to be available. So 
very early in life, I realized that that this was something that people got disconnected from and that I needed to help them reconnect. Because to me, it was the worst handicap a person could experience. I mean, we can manage if we lose our eyesight or we lose our hearing. My mom did lose her hearing. But what would you do if you lost your inner lifeline? To, 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 it's like your, your vibration is like your, it's like the, the pulse of your, your authentic self connected to God. How could you, how could you possibly navigate this world that's going to be chaotic and be safe and grounded without this? So as a child, that became my mission. And it's wow. been that for my whole life. Well, you know what, what struck me a couple of years ago for my birthday, I gifted myself with a session with you. And I remember in that session that it was for you. And and maybe you can explain this better than I'm going to try to. um, It was about what you could hear, right? It was an auditory was very important to you. And I find that really striking because this was the sense that your mom lost. Is there any, any connection there or? Well, here's the thing, Rachel, we, we, we have hearing to the outer world with our ears, but our actually our entire body is capable of listening. So I was taught to listen to not words, but to vibration. I was taught to listen to the frequency of things. If you rub your hands together and you just go like this, you can feel that energy going palm to palm, that frequency. So I'm listening for that tone in your heart, because that is the tone of your true spirit, your authentic self. And then I scan around and see where it gets off track. And my goal is to pull it back in by directing your attention so that you're back in harmony with your the, the, the frequency and the vibration and the tone of your true self. So I'm listening, but not to outer ex- material, physical sounds. I'm listening to the heart frequency. And wow. I believe we all start that way. Your yeah. child, your children do. Your ch- you listen with your heart to your children. You can... You can feel their energy in the other room when you're not present. It, it actually isn't unusual. It is a sense we dumb down, we tone down. But in because my mom's ears, and she used to say, you know, I'm so lucky I'm I'm deaf, so I can't hear negativity. It was, it was very <laughs> but she would she'd say, I hear you. My whole body can hear you, and I can hear what you're communicating. And if it's hormone, if it's congruent, if it's joyful, if it's safe, if it's happy and, and we listen to energy, that's when we start feeling the divine energy. We start feeling energy that goes beyond the physical plane. And so that's the kind of listening that I'm, I'm, I'm using in my own sessions. And it's the kind of listening I teach people. And I want to let them know it's natural what I'm picking up and tell me if I'm, if I'm reading this correctly is that this idea of listening is for someone who has, they just feel so confused. They feel so disconnected from their intuition and maybe not even really present in their body. I would think of the simplest way is how do you feel when you're interacting with someone, when you're coming into a space, could you maybe guide, imagine that someone listening to this is like, Oh, this is really interesting. I have no idea how to do that. 
Well, first of all, we do get when we get stuck in our heads, we become numb. Your your head, your ego, your brain actually doesn't have a capacity to feel. So it doesn't feel vibration. It only hears the noise of your internal noise. It's like a ping pong ball rolling around trying to find its way. So the first thing I do, I want to give a technique so you can you can actually experience what I'm talking about. I want you, and these, this is a step I would say to anyone, start by looking around and notice one or two things right in front of you. So what do you notice right in front of you? A water bottle. Okay. Take a breath. And name one more. Just look around uh, and really pay attention. A statue of Buddha. Okay, so what that does is it brings you into your body and into the moment. You have to come out of your thoughts and out of your headspace and you have to get, okay, what's right in front of me? Then I want you to take a breath in through the nose. I want you to pull your belly to your spine and exhale like you're blowing out candles with the intention of emptying yourself of everything that's inside you holding on and lockdown. So you just go when you're completely out of breath, breathe in again, very slowly. It feels so good. Open your jaw really wide and say, ah, ah, and you slide into your body. You actually slide in and reconnect with your heart and your body. Can you feel that? Mm-hmm. And you smile, your brain gets quiet. So now you're just at a moment where you're present and quiet. Now, language is interesting because how you feel isn't about emotions. It's about sense, feeling. So how do you feel in your body? How do you feel? And you want to keep sending this sound of, ah, because that opens, first of all, scientifically, it opens the vagus nerve which runs from the back of the head, through the jaw, down the throat, into the heart, all the way to the belly. And that nerve, when you say, ah, shed stress, it's like, I call it everybody out of the pool. Ah, everybody's out. So I get in, I get back in. Ah, and then you start naming what is, what causes you fear. Because what shuts you down and causes you not to be present and feel is fear. So you just name it, but you name it like the water bottle and the Buddha. So I say, I'm afraid of. So you want to do this with me? Sure. Because humans are always afraid that we're, you know, our animal self is always scanning for trouble. So fear is kind of an animalistic instinct. So let's just try it. I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of what my ex-husband's going to do next. And I'm afraid of. And I'm afraid of getting it wrong. Take a breath. What do you see in front of you? Pick another thing. A lamp. And And I'm afraid of. And I'm afraid of not being able to write the next book as well as I wrote the last one. And I'm afraid of, and I'm afraid of falling back into old patterns. Take a breath. And what do you see right in front of you? A computer. (laughs) Ah, 
and let out the sound. Go down the slide. <sighs> and answer this. And my heart says. My heart says, you've got this. And my heart says. And my heart says, you're safe. And one more time, my heart says. My heart says, you're doing a really good job. Take a breath. Keep your eyes open. Stay present. And now last question. Is that true? Is that true what your heart says? Yes. Okay. See how quickly you just. Right yeah. there. You didn't come from yes. You came right. from yes. Right. And that's the voice of your inner guidance. So I call this emptying the garbage. So fear, do you see how it's, it's always there and we're, we're, it's there, it's sitting there and we try to push it back. Well, you know, the truth is, Rachel, it's not fear that stops us. It's hiding fear. What we want to do Ooh, is bring it up. That's good. That's good. Yeah, just bring it up. Move it out. Take a breath. Be present. What the truth? Because your heart tells the truth. Mm. Ah, and that's the how you test it. Is it true? Yeah, I don't say is it right. I said is it true? And you immediately opened up. You can yeah. even see it in a person's body language. You can see it in their whole energy field. Yes. Yeah. That's what's true. That's what your inner guidance is. That's what your angels, your guides, God, that's what every force is moving you to be in this place of truth. Ah. Do you do you feel like we hide the fear because we think this will keep us safe or because we think it will hurt less? Like where is that instinct from of I'm afraid of all these things, but I don't want to even acknowledge them to myself? Partly because we come and we're moving out of a warrior culture, very kind of patriarchal, competitive war. And anytime a person would, we've been conditioned to believe that if we're fearful, we're weak. And if we're weak, we're vulnerable. So we've been trained, deny, deny. Well, it's, it was a bad idea. Because did you feel weak when you acknowledged your fears or did you feel better? Yeah, no, I, it definitely wasn't weakness. It felt sort of courageous. And, and it gives you more power because you emptied it. I tell people a fear is not a fact. A fear is, a, is, a, is an ambiguous threat that keeps us from being fully present. So when, and, and you know, here's the interesting thing. When it is a fact, what you're fearing is a fact, your, your, your spirit will give you different direction. It will say, don't go there. Stay away from that. Just, you know, honor who you are. It will, you're, and here's my biggest message. You can trust that voice, but you can't trust this one. Hmm. You can't trust the voice in your head. The voice of fear is not present. It's roaming around looking for, it's like, I call it the barking dog that's looking. It's like patrolling the borders, patrolling the borders, growling, growling, growling. It's not present. Whereas the heart is the voice of your spirit. And the voice of your spirit is calm. Did you notice any shift in your physical body after you did this simple exercise? Yeah, absolutely. I definitely feel more present, more, more grounded for sure. Do you feel still afraid of those things? I'm sure there's lingering pieces of them, but in this moment, no, I don't feel afraid right. of that. 
when and and this is what I train people to do is to recognize that we have a protective ego and our ego is always afraid. It's always afraid by its mm. nature. It's afraid. Whereas your spirit is always clear, informed and can guide and, and protect you if necessary and will direct you to your highest good always, but it's a different channel. And so we have to empty the garbage and there's a couple of ways, the technique, but also I, our inner self learns best with metaphors. Okay. So it learns best with, with, with stories and metaphors. So instead of saying, get out of your ego, get out of your head, I say, name your barking dog, name that, that, that ego self that spins around and around and growls and feels threatened and is reactive. We all have one. And if we can name it and recognize it and even have fun with it by, by identifying what your barking dog is, like, for example, I see my barking dog as a very snotty poodle, you know, she lives in Paris and she likes to shop and she's, she's really kind of, you know, a little bit reactive and I call her Fifi. So when I get into my growly, side and my reactive and impatient that's my barking dog and you know here's the thing if we name it we recognize it faster so if we're going to have some fun what would your ego's barking dog be oh my gosh well what I thought at first was like killer like a pit bull or like something guarding a junkyard yes and and let's give your dog a name Killer? Yeah, yeah killer is what popped into my brain. So okay, and can that. you feel that part of you? It's yeah. just, yeah, yes. and you know, it's like, okay, that's my ego. It's watching, it's ready to jump, but you're, Einstein said it this way, the human spirit is your sacred gift and the rational mind, the ego is the servant. So I say your spirit is the leader and, and your ego is the, is the barking dog. It's your, it's your pet. So when you have... When you have your spirit leading, everything goes well. My spirit's name is Bright Light. It's just a bright light. And my barking dog is Fifi. Now, what would your spirit's name be? If you're going to just have one, that's the, just the, the best, bright, most grounded, genius, loving, centered you. Wren. Mm. Wren. Okay. And you know, every time I ask someone this, their, the name of their spirit, Two things happen. Your eyes light up and you smile. <laughs> Always. You change. You change. You, the light comes through. So I say, okay, who's driving the bus of your life right now? Is it Fifi or is it Bright Light? Because if Fifi's <laughs> driving the bus, we're in trouble. We are in a bad neighborhood and it's a dog fight. Whereas if Bright Light's driving the bus, I'm going to get my guidance. And you know, people... You'll remember it that way. Yeah. And so when killer's driving the bus, killer's looking for trouble. Right. And You're when so right. It so works. And when Ren is driving the bus, well, we rise above it all. And that's how you keep going back to the channel of your guidance. Yeah. Your guides yeah. don't talk to killer. Your guides talk to Ren. Okay, that's really 
Uh, that's so good. Even just sort of on a level of thinking, like when you're in that sort of fear-based lower vibration, you're not going to be able to connect with the guidance that you need. That's so good. So how, if someone is sort of living and, and I'm sure that coming out of the pandemic, this was intensified greatly, but if someone's been living in a state of like extreme fear or survival, or they've been in that place, how can they begin to take steps to connect to something, even just to see like a glimpse of a better way? I would say, first of all, do what I do and recognize your barking dog. Have fun with it and name your species. Yours is a barnyard pit bull. Mine is an uptown snotty poodle, you know, and it's very funny because you can actually see the, the, the energy of that coming through. And you say, well, that's my personality. So you don't shoot the dog, okay? You, you don't kill the dog. You just say, okay, you're trying to take care of me. You're not very good at this. And the barking dogs all live in a bad neighborhood. So whenever we're in our ego, that's a bad neighborhood. Nothing good is gonna happen there. We gotta get back to, we have to go down the slide and get back home. Take that breath. Ah. And then, okay, I've never thought about having a spirit. I never, this is new. How do I identify my spirit? Here's the next tool. So I'm going to be my, my, my visual aid again. Yes, okay. I will. Here's very quickly. Answer me very quickly. I love. My family. I love. Kez. I love. Uh, books. I love. The ocean. I love Noah. I love running. I love dancing. Take a breath. Go home. Ah. <sighs> Smile. That opens the curtain of the heart. Ah, that's your spirit. You're in the energy of your spirit. You are in the energy of Ren. And then you say, okay, well, my spirit is the me that loves. My spirit is the me that loves. So let's give that self a name. What's that name? And yours is Ren and mine. And you know, by the way, you can change it if you want. (laughs) You're not stuck. It's your spirit. And it's just, but visibly you change. You can watch this and see your whole body changes and opens up. Your heart opens. The curtains of your heart lift. You expand. And you are in a frequency that really can hear what I was talking about. Vibration, you can hear guidance. You can, the barking dog's barking, it's noisy. Can't hear a thing. One of the ways you can tell you're connecting to your spirit, what's going on in your head right now? Not really a lot. I'm right here, yeah, present with you, yeah. Like that's one of the ways, it's not noisy. So tool number one, I'm afraid of, you empty the garbage. Tool number two, you come home. Ah, and then smile. Then smile because it pulls the curtains of your heart open. Ah. Tool number three, I love. That takes you to your spirit. Then listen, but you're listening to your energy. So here's something fun. Do you have a question or do you have any area of your life where you really would love some guidance? that you can think of right now? Um, hmm. Do I have, I want to have an answer. Yes, I'm sure I do. I'm positive. Okay. Anything where you'd love some guidance. 
oh, I know. Yes, I do. Should I tell you what it is? Are you willing to? I mean, I kind of am putting yeah. you on oh, the yeah. spot. But it no, really no, totally. I'm, I'm getting these really intense energy slumps during the middle of the day. Okay. And it's been going on for a very long time. And I eat so well and take care of myself, all the things. I'm very conscious of that. Mm-hmm. And I was reading this morning thinking, oh, do I do I need to just affirm that I'm going to have great energy? And have I just accepted that this is my state? Because I kind of can't figure out why yeah. I get so tired right in the middle of the day. Okay. So I was wondering about that this morning. So here's, here's the first thing about getting guidance is that you have to be authentically available for to hear. But this is important because a lot of people say, I want guidance, but they're afraid. And there's a reason because they don't want to hear something that they don't want to do, right? So here's what I tell them. You don't have to do it, hear it, but you still get to choose. And that's important because this is a big reason why people block their intuition. Probably the biggest reason. It's like, I don't want to use something I don't want to do. Ask me to change. or So I fair, you have a choice. So I say, break it down. Ask for the guidance. And then choose. And you have every right to say, I don't want to listen to this guidance. Super important. Okay. Can you see how it makes you just a little more available? Yes. And also it's sort of blowing my mind because on on our most core level, we already know the answer. So this idea that we will be blocking intuition because we don't want to hear what the truth is, is so good. Like my brain's exploding. It's like you're... you're, it's like, okay, well, the barking dog's growling, so we can't ask the barking dog to say yes. We have to say, barking dog, you get to relax. If I want to hear the answer, I don't have to listen, right. but I'm going to at least hear what it has right. to say. So take a breath and go home. I call that just simple. <sighs> Look around a little bit. Always anchor in the moment. There's that. There's the rain, there's the wind, there's my computer, here's my shirt. That grounds you, that grounds you, quiets your brain. So we're going to ask Ren. I have a question, Ren. I'm in this body. Every day it just gets super, Ren's out of gas. What's the real challenge here for me? What is this trying to tell me? Is that does that sound like a fair way to pose the question? Yeah, definitely. Here's the key. You can never do this in your head. You have to do it out loud. So mm. pose the question out loud. To myself? Out loud. <laughs> Look at me, but you're talking to your you're talking to your higher self, your guidance. Why am I feeling so zapped in the middle of every day? Now, how do you feel just asking that question? Do you feel like that feels like a safe question or like you feel comfortable or do you want to read? Okay, so here's a fun thing to know. You're not going to get one answer. Hmm. We're going to, you're going to say, I will explore 19 answers. (laughs) Because why 19? Because if it's one, I could get it wrong. And I don't want to be wrong, so I can't be right. But 19 is the number of how many options there are to create a, a, a cube, a physical cube 
of sacred space. So wow. each line, each, each, and each plane plus the space in the middle equals 19. So you're going to come at it from 19 different angles. So just wow. for fun, let's start shooting some of them out and be very unattached. First one. What's the first? Um, not taking in enough nutrition in the morning. Two. Having too much coffee. Three. Um, overloading my brain. Four. Uh, decision fatigue. Doing Five. too many things. Five. Um, emotion, like it's emotional exhaustion, not physical. Six. Um, go home. Whenever you get stuck, go home. I'm looking at a screen too long. Okay. Seven. Needing to move. Like let's just get up and walk. Um, fresh air. Like being inside too much. Nine. Um, the energy of the space I'm inside of. Ten. Um, not being excited by the work I'm doing. Take a breath and go home. Ah. <sighs> Stay here. Don't go in your head. Eleven. Eating foods that are making my system crash. Twelve. Uh, You're up in your head, so stay here. Yeah. And look, stay and look at something in front of you. Okay. Twelve. Um, and it can be totally wrong. Don't be right or wrong. Just whatever pops up. Um, I need glasses. <laughs> Thirteen. <laughs> um, the structure of my day. 14. Not getting energy from other people because I've been working by myself for two and a half years. 15. Oh my gosh. So many. So many. <laughs> Look around. Be present. Be curious. Don't have to listen. Just curious. Um, when I'm doing my workout, like, yeah. 16. N not understanding how taxing this work is and needing to better take care of myself. Take a breath and go home. Oh, smile and open the curtains of your heart. 17. Yeah, needing some new energy. 18. New energy. Um, a feeling of stagnation. 19. Um, just maybe needing to close my eyes for a minute to get a little energy back. Very quickly. The truth is. The truth is. Look out, not in. The truth is. The truth is. I need some new energy in the work and in my space. Breathe. Ah. <sighs> and you have a chance. And yeah. So out of that exercise, what is your guidance? What feels most true? I, I mean, that I already knew that. <laughs> yeah, that I already knew that. Yeah. And that um, I'm looking for external answers right. when it's an internal thing. And that it sounds to me, listening to your answers, that you have so much energy pouring out and not enough energy in that's good for uplifting to your spirit. Yes. That is, that is just, exactly right. <laughs> you got flat, flat tires because yeah. too much out and not enough uplifting 
connection with life, others in. Yeah. And that's that, exactly right. And you know, it's interesting. That does present a change. That presents a change that perhaps could feel vulnerable. You're, you've gone through a lot of emotional challenges. You're locked down. So you got to open up. So, so then you have a choice. So when you get the answer, it's like, okay, I can do this, but I can do this inch by inch. Yeah. That's Not good. all or nothing, but you did get the answer. Yeah. And the first 11 were all physical explanations. Right. So it's fun to do 19 solutions because it allows you to not feel backed in a corner. Yeah. And, that's good. And, and, it, and it really lets us recognize first, we're going to eliminate the, the, the explanations of the ego. But eventually, our spirit starts to guide us. And we're not used to putting that into words. So sometimes we pause, but if here's the, here's the key. Don't close your eyes because instead you tell yourself you're going inward, but you're really checking out. Ooh, okay. That's you good. Stay present. You got to keep your eyes open. You got to look at where I am right now and keep answering. Oh, that's so good. These you know, work. They really yeah. do work. They, these are reliable, consistent tools. These are the things I teach. I'm teaching you trust your vibes. Trust yeah. your vibes. But this is the process of how to really get to them. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of one of the things I read in your book. And tell me if I'm making this up. I, I, I feel pretty confident that it was something I learned from you. When I was at Miraval and I got that book and I was sitting there and I was reading, there was this idea of being able to essentially like sense someone else's energy and whether or not they were good or, and I did this exercise with all of my friends. Like it was, um, there was this whole thing of like, you, you are concentrating and you go sort of, and you think of the person It's sort of what is the first thought that you have or forgive me I'm, I'm sure I'm butchering well, this no you're not but what you're saying is very every one of us is is the vibrational instrument of energy yeah yeah every one of us has our own vibration tone music and I I, I like to say to people it's not that someone's good or bad it's either they're harmonious or incongruent with your energy yeah so because we don't especially women, I'm a good person. I don't want to judge anyone. So I'm going to deny that this person's energy is, doesn't feel good to me. And so instead it's like, it's just, it's, it's just that vibrations, not for me makes it very neutral, but we feel energy all the time. I encourage everyone to empower yourself by acknowledging that that's real information that is trying to protect you. You know, for example, and this is an important thing you have, but you have with your children and my daughters, if they had a bad vibe. I would say to them, if you're feeling a bad vibe, all you have to do is squeeze my hand and we're going, I'm not going to ask. We're not going to talk. We may not ever know what it is, but we will always know it's something. And it's something that doesn't feel good. And that's all you period all you need that's such an empowering way to live 
Yeah, I, I'd love to touch on this too because my own experience with my marriage was a feeling for a very long time that something was wrong, but I didn't. I, I you know, now that you're explaining, I'm like, oh yeah, I was completely in my head rationalizing. Mm-hmm. And when I was doing this exercise where I was thinking of all my friends and I would sort of go blank and then think Sammy and immediately I'd think like sunshine, like she's right. just joy. And that's, and I was doing this with all of the different people in my life and then did it. I was married at the time and did it with my ex-husband and the immediate word that sprang to my head was so shocking to me because at that point I was so just in, I was in the flow of doing this and there was no brain that I, I opened my eyes and was like, whoa, what is that? And interestingly enough, I, yeah, I had talked about, I've talked about this a lot on the show that like, I just had this feeling that something was very wrong, but couldn't, I I just couldn't. And and that really helped. This is so important because We've denied that we are vibrationally communicating for so long that we don't have a language sometimes for what is actually we're feeling. So if we don't have words, we often deny it. So that's why I say in my books and in every workshop, speak it out loud. Give your body permission to express. When you name it, you claim it. And it, it, and, and you can say, I have a choice. I can listen to this or not, but don't shove it because what happens when you shove it is you betray yourself. And that's when you get into this chaotic internal mess where I'm not listening to myself. So who am I going to listen to? You or you or you? And then And frankly, for those who are really spiritual, the first commandment is not to have false gods. And listening to other people and their way of telling you how to run your life is totally a false god. So just to really just say, I'm feeling something. It's congruent. It's heavy. It's dangerous. It feels yucky. But the more you language your energetic experience of life, your vibrational experience. And quantum physics has now caught up with with us intuitive people and it starts validating what we've been saying all along. Everything's vibrational. So, but it's not emotional. It's energetic. And we can have an emotional response. I'm feeling a dangerous energy from this person. This energy is very toxic to my being. My emotion is run away, but my experience is this is vibrationally damaging to me. And and here's where it's really empowering. Let that be enough information because what I find people where, where people really disempower themselves and it's men and women, but it's very much women is that they feel like, well, I need someone to tell me that's okay. I need, I need an explanation. I need a validation. I need permission. And I'm saying, no, you don't. You give yourself permission and just say, I have a bad vibe or I have a good vibe is enough. Yeah. And you just say for for anyone who says, "Well, well, how do you know? The answer is 
I don't, but it feels right for me. It works for me. That's a game changer in life. This works for me. I'm going with this. It works for me. And you know how you can tell a vibe that's a, a true intuitive guidance versus being in your head and getting it wrong? If it's real guidance, your body will relax. Ah. If it's in your head, it will contract always. Okay, that's good. That's really good. It reminds me too of that old saying. There's a there's a book from a long time ago called The Gift of Fear. And he talks about this idea that human beings are the only animal that will feel that something is wrong with what they're about to encounter and keep walking toward it. Because especially women, because they don't want to be rude or they don't want to be thin or they don't. They've been conditioned to give their power away. So you don't have to be confrontational, but here's where you can really empower yourself. You don't have to explain. Quite honestly, don't even try. You can't. You say, I can't, but I'm choosing to follow it because it works for me. That's why. It works for me. You don't have to follow it. You don't have to agree. You don't have to understand. I don't understand. But if birds have sonar and whales have radar and bats have escalation, I too, as a natural creature designed to be drawn to what's best for me, have vibes. I'm going with it. And, you know, nobody can argue it if you say, you know, it works for me and I choose to go with it. That's my explanation. I don't know, but I'm choosing it anyway. It works for yeah. me. Do you have any advice for people who are in situations where they have to interact with really bad vibration? Like you work yeah. with people or your in-laws or how do you sort of protect yourself energetically? Well, the first thing I want you to do is to, once you come home, ah. Oh, I want you to start practicing as a visualization that there is a light that makes your heart beat. That is your spirit. The heart beats because that's where your spirit enters the body. When that spirit enters, you animate. And I want you to see that light filling you up in all six directions, above and below, front and back, and to both sides. So you have what you call your personal room to breathe. You give yourself that energy. I live in a room to breathe. Now, People have strong and can have, if they're fearful of their ego, they have, a, and they have very, very toxic energy. Then you just say that's their, their killer dog. They're, they're killer dogs on the run. So two things, don't hold your breath. Holding your breath takes your spirit away. When you hold your breath, you give away your power. So instead, slide home. Ah. Oh. Because when you do that, the negative person has very much a strong inclination to start breathing with you because human beings tend to entrain. So you can entrain to their fear or they can entrain to your spirit. Ah. Secondly, so that's a big, powerful one. Breathing. Ah. Take your hands and gently cross your arms over your solar plexus. That's the belly here. Now, not like you're crunched down. You want to just kind of just gently and then turn your body slightly this way because they 
hit you from the solar plexus and they pull your willpower right from the belly, face to face. So if you just turn and breathe with your room to breathe, they will feel, they will sense energetically that they are not dominating and it will be uncomfortable. And instead of holding your breath, just keep saying, ah, they say, what are you doing? Say, I'm listening, listening. And they will usually leave. Either they'll lighten up or they'll leave because the vibration, they can't grab on. And I've taught, you know, teaching what I teach, I've been in many hostile situations where there are people willing to attack and challenge and dismiss me, especially in the earlier years. It's becoming more comfortable socially and culturally now. Thank God. But I would always do this technique of filling myself with my spirit because if you don't, if you hold your breath, their energy gets in. That's like letting squatters in. You're not, you're not going to occupy my energy field. That's your breath. Ah, the arms gently, and it's a natural stance. If you read anything about body language, this is universal. This is in the body. It just protects that place. It sucks in energy. So when you're breathing, which means your heart and spirit are present, spirit is stronger than ego. Spirit is more powerful than ego. Einstein said it's your sacred gift. Yeah. So you get, and then you say that, and then instead of thinking, oh my God, you're a horrible, terrible person, which will engage your barking dog, you just say, that's an interesting barking dog. That's an interesting barking dog. I don't like your barking dog. I don't, you could just say it to yourself. You have a very fearful barking dog. You have a very, very fearful Doberman Pinscher. You have a very funky Chihuahua under the bed, or you have a very, and then when you laugh, God is in your body. Mm. And when you have God in your body, nothing's greater than that. So you just laugh. You're not being sarcastic. You're not being rude. You're being amused. Amused. Your spirit is saying, I'm not afraid of this. And it actually allows you to be more loving without caretaking. So it's like, well, that's a, that must be really hard to be in your old grungy dog frame of mind. Okay. Okay. Grungy dog. Okay. But I'm not afraid. And it takes some practice, but humor liberates you best. I would love to, if you could speak to, um, you know, we've talked about all of these things and kind of grounding ourselves in this moment, protecting our energy, but you also have a lot of wisdom as it pertains to living life intentionally and sort of manifesting a life of your dreams. Can you guide us on that path for a little bit? Well, this is probably one of the biggest complaints I hear from people is I don't know what I want. And I go back to the tool I used before. What do you love? Start naming, go for a walk, take your keys in your hand because the keys symbolize answers to your subconscious mind and go for a walk and out loud, start naming the things you love to share. So let's try it with you. What do you love to share? What do you love? What I've learned. I love to share what I've learned. And what else? 
books I've read. And what else? My success. And what else? The spotlight. Yeah. And what else? Wisdom. Now, when you watch this, if you were to go back and watch this, every time you said that, you became brighter and brighter and bright. Your whole body changes. Your spirit steps in and expands. Do you believe this is your purpose? Yes. Do you see that there's no up here about it? Yeah. Not even, it doesn't even participate. It's like, yes, this is, this is exactly. So I say the universe won't help you create anything. It'll only create what's really in your heart. It'll help you create what you really love. It won't help you create anything. It certainly isn't going to help your barking dog become a more brutal guard dog. So let's start there. That first of all, what you just shared, and it could be anybody, what you just shared, the universe will help you create more of what your goodness brings to the world more of what you love. So starts there. So begin, don't, if you're figuring it out, you're in the bad barking dog neighborhood. Not gonna get your answer there. You have to come back home, take your keys, walk around. I love, I love, I love. And it's not just what I love to enjoy, it's what we love to share. What do I love to, to, to spread around? What do I love to contribute? And that is the key to beginning, how to create the life you want. I've written several books. And the book that I wrote for that, which is so simple, is called Your Heart's Desire, Creating the Life You Really Want. And again, I know that we learn by, by symbols. We learn by metaphors. We learn, you'll, you'll remember this barking dog more than a million get out of your head. You'll remember, oh, God, killer's on the job now. We've got to get killer, got to take killer for a run. You know, he needs to relax and work it out a bit. You'll remember that. And you'll laugh. And you'll be back home. Same with, what do I love to share is what we came to do. And your guidance and your higher self and the whole universe will converge to lift up. And... Were you ever surprised at how wonderfully easy, and that doesn't say it doesn't take work and it doesn't take time and energy, but how easy it was for you to share what you share? Absolutely. Like, yeah. I think this is just, it's just working. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, the things that you don't even look at. You, I, I started this podcast in 2017 and for several years, I never even paid attention to how it was doing or what was, I just would put out episodes and just sort of go on with my life. And it wasn't until people started reaching out that I even knew that the show had a following or that people were listening to it. Um, and it was, if I look at the success I've had in my life, it's always wrapped around things I wasn't, I wasn't even trying for. I was just sort of like living in my purpose. Love. You yeah, were sharing absolutely. with love. So I, I really believe, especially in our world, everybody wants to hack this and do that and make, you know, have a formula. And that's not human nature. Human nature, follow human nature, follow your true nature. What do you love? 
What do you love to share? What would you love to share more of? Because it will make you intrinsically happy. And any other benefits are going to be a real surprise and a blessing and a bonus. But the intrinsic happiness that I am, I am being me doing what I came here to share is the source of real contentment. So I would say start there and keep your head out of it. Keep your figure it out head out of it and just try sharing what you love to share for a little while and see what happens. Because people say, well, I'll never make this or it'll never support me. And my response is, you don't know. That's not true. That's, That's not, you don't know. How do you know? So don't quit your day job, but share what you love to share and share it with love. And then it gets more and more and more natural. And it's like a garden that grows. So I'm a big teacher of keep it simple. Are there um, things that we can be doing during our day, during our life that are helping us to raise a vibration? So we're manifesting that ability to share at a higher level? Sure. I think you need to do what I call another tool that I have called vibe check. You need to scan your body and you need to stop and pause and take a breath. And you need to see, am I, am I congruent? Is there, am I betraying myself? Am I saying yes? When I mean, no, am I, do I need water when I keep pushing? Do I need to stretch and, and learn to keep checking in and actually make it important? What information you get learn that if I take care of myself and I tell people, try to live as empty as you can. Empty and present, not in your head, not jammed with a bunch of stuff and mind, just empty. Listen, be present and show up to what feels congruent in this moment. So empty, often. Go the way you empty is you take two, two birthday candles, and a slide, ah, and do that. And if if you aren't betraying yourself, stop. Just and how would you know? How would you know if you were? You don't feel good. You you check your body. Don't check your head. Your head will give you bad information. Check your body. Do you feel open? Do you feel empty? Is your head quiet? If it's not, what is your, that you do this, I'm afraid of, and my spirit says, and you check. All of the tools I gave you took less than a minute, and they do work. So it takes basically a decision that I'm going to get to know my spirit, and I am going to believe it will take care of me. I am going to believe there is a part of me, just like a part of every living thing in nature that is designed to thrive and be beautiful. And I'm going to believe that that is how I am designed to. I'm going to commit to stop ignoring that. I'm going to commit to be curious. I'm going to give it a chance. I have a choice. I don't have to listen, but at least I'm going to let that part of me express. Then I'll choose. Then I'll choose. And I'm going to say it out loud. 
you know, in, in my book, Trust Your Vibes, I have all these tools, but the primary tool is don't do it in your head out loud because there's nothing more honest about you than the sound of your own voice. When your voice is coming from the heart, it sounds and feels different than when it's coming from the head. And if it's coming from the head, you're in a bad neighborhood and your killer dog is driving the bus. Nothing good's going to happen there. Nothing good. So, uh, and a little practice, but here's the thing. You don't have to wire yourself. I'm showing you where the light is and how to turn it on. It's there. It works. You don't have to put the wiring in. It's there. It works. If you're sitting in a blackout, how do you feel? You feel vigilant. You feel apprehensive. You hold your breath. When you turn the light on, ah, it's not like one thing. Everything shifts. Ah. And listening to your guidance, you're, you're listening to your inner guidance is turning the light on and everything changes. And when the light's on, you're not in fear. You actually see what your choices are. And the other thing that I'm really big about is this is fun. All of this is pretty fun. I make it right. fun. Right. And it feels good. I mean, exactly. That's the, you when, it's, when you're doing it, feels really good. And you laugh naturally. You laugh. Yeah. You, smile, you laugh. Everything in you just kind of relaxes. And that is your best self. That is the self that is going to bring you every good thing in life. So you, you are hardwired to really make good choices and be guided. But it's never going to come from your, your ego. It's never going to come from the bad neighborhood. It's always going to come from home. Always. And so home sorry. is a happy playground with lots of helpers. Oh, that, you know what? That, that actually made me think of this idea of asking for help. Yes. Of, and, and I don't just mean asking the people in your life. I mean asking the universe, God, your guides for help on the journey or to find the answers. Is that something that you can guide listeners to? I know it sounds simple, but it feels so difficult if you've never done it. First of all, you have to be, again, be willing to be helped. Have you ever had a friend call you up and ask for advice and you're trying to give them advice and they just keep going like a bear on a bone with the problem and they they don't hear one thing you say? Well, do you think yes, our guides and our angels are up there going, do you get any calls? It's like, nah, no calls. No, got a couple hangups, but you know, no calls. And so you really have to be in a position to say, I need some help. I need some guidance. I need some support. I need, I need a miracle. I'm big. I'll ask for the miracle. And then you have to, this is why I told you earlier to be empty. You have to be empty. So you're available to receive it. Empty your mind. You don't know what's going to happen. Empty your emotions. You don't know how it's going to work out. And empty and free yourself of the of the job of I have to figure it out because you won't. Just be, I say to the end, I say, surprise me with something good. But here's how you get primed for that. Start noticing every day and make it a part of your daily practice. What good things surprise me today? Because they're happening all the time. 
What good things surprise your angels and guides are helping you constantly and we miss it because we're preoccupied with our misery. So what good things? Whenever I, my mom, when she was alive, would always say to everybody, tell me something good. What good thing just happened to you recently? That was the conversation. What wonderful thing happened to you that you never expected? And if you start being curious about that and just checking, you prime yourself to be helped because that felt good. I, that worked out. I didn't figure that one out. And you say, okay, guides, I want more of that. I want more of that. I want more of that. That feels really good. Entertain me with more of that. I'm available. And within two days, you will have evidence that you're going to get more of that. Within, uh, you know, my in my book, Ask Your Guides, I just have this whole book of little ways to invite the guides to help you. But the key is how helpable are you? Are you the one that calls the universe and says, I have problems, problems, problems. Stop talking, God. I got to tell you, stop. Don't, don't, don't interrupt you. I got more to say. Nope, nope, nope. And then you hang up because that, that's pretty much how we do it. But if you just say, you know what? I don't have any answers, but I really could use some help and surprise me. And then notice because every day you have surprises. Did you notice? Did you register it? In 48 hours, you're going to be so excited. They tell your tell your listeners, email me, write, let me know what came through because you'll get, I guarantee you it'll happen fast. Absolutely. We've done, we've done um, like community wide, not a challenge, but um, of like, what do you, you're going to go out and you're going to find, you're going to get, someone's going to hook you up. You're going to get that thing that you're, and we had so many like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people of call into the hotline to tell a story because when you're looking for those kinds of things then you begin to see you them notice. and you begin to find them yeah They're happening all the time and you're missing it so right. you wanna, do you want to have a do you, like Einstein said this again he goes there's two ways to live life as if nothing's a miracle or as if everything's a everything miracle. is yeah yes yeah, so just live and your guides want to help you but they can't do a thing just like you can't do a, be- a thing for your best friend who's not really available. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, all you really need to do is ask and notice. That's it. That's good. Oh my gosh. Sonia, this has been such a blessing. I'm so grateful for the time. And I feel like I could, I already am like, okay, we're going to need you to come back. I would be so blessing. good. <laughs> I would love to. I would love That was such to. a blessing. Um, but I also know there's so, you have so many resources that listeners can access between the books and you've launched this new program. Like, oh, can you tell us all about that stuff and well, where they can find it? Well, thank you. I think the most important thing is um, I'd start with two books and know yourself. Are you a reader or are, do you listen? Because maybe you're a type of person who's better to hear it because they're both on audio. I have my book, Trust Your Vibes. And I want to show you the cover of the one because I rewrote it. I wrote it 20 years ago, but I wrote it for today. And it's this one. Let me get it. This is the cover. It's yellow. So you can see it's just like the sunshine. So I'd say trust your vibes and ask your guides. Those are way of life. And if you, and they're the kind of books that I say you read and put in the bathroom. You read and put by your bed. <laughs> These are not read and put on the shelf. These are 
right. ways to live life. So you just open it, you read and then openly randomly and they will open up the engagement with the universe in a way that is just pretty instant, pretty instant. Yeah. Get some, so I'd say those are the two basic um, guides to understand how to shift to this new way of living. I have a wonderful, wonderful community called the Good Vibe Tribe. So if you feel like you're not with your people and you want to talk about these things and you're not getting mirroring back and you want some support, you can you can come and check out the Good Vibe Tribe because I come on every single day. And I just give a little tool just like this, just a teeny one because we live in, we, we learn in bite sizes. And so it's never an overload that we don't have time for that. It's just, what's my simple little invitation today. And I do have courses, beautiful ones. I have trust your vibes, ask your guides. And I have a fabulous course with mind Valley, your sixth sense superpower. So they are really, and they're fun. I am a big believer. If you're having fun, that God is with you and you are in your divine self. So you can find these on my website. You can find them at Amazon. You can find them on Mind Valley. Just my name. They're there. Thank you. Um, this was this, this was, was a wonderful. Treat, Thank so you. Glad. Yeah, and, of course. And, and you are safe and flying. And the next book's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Have um have an incredible day. And you too, all my love. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble.